Welcome to the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast, where we try to give a refreshingly candid take on the long-term fantasy value of football players throughout college and the NFL for all you Debbie League, Campus to Canton, and Dynasty fantasy football managers. We're just three friends who spent all our time talking fantasy anyway, so we figured why not get a few mics and capture our conversations. My name's Rick, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Josh Pecoraro and Jacob Ellis, a.k.a. Jealous. Welcome back to the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast. We've got a good one for you today. We're covering the NFC North and a pile of news. Uh, before we get into that, uh, happy birthday, Josh. Oh, thanks. Happy uh, s- happy 65th. <laughs> Congrats on the retirement. Oh, I wish. It's got to feel good to, after awesome. all those years of work, man. How, uh, how was your birthday? Great. No, I should be out on the golf course end of I'm 65, retired, down in Florida, right. I think. So, no, it was, it was yeah. pretty low-key. Had the day off of work, played a lot of... Uh, video games so just kind of relaxed bummed around little, the house little, little the... show little mlb yeah oh yeah i know baby there you go yep now did you do the roster updates with all the cubs no longer on the team <laughs> no mine's mine's from last year so i usually play the uh road to the show so i'm on my like i don't know eighth, there you go. eighth season in the league so i actually just, just got out of my rookie contract with the padres they didn't want to resign that's me a and, long uh, rookie contract a... went to the Went to the Baltimore Orioles via free oh, agency on a two-year deal, so making uh, thirty-one million a season over Damn. two years. Player yeah, son. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, hopefully, it. we can have a uh, a great episode to follow that up. Uh, before we dive into the pile of news we got here, uh, Josh, why don't we start with you? What uh, what kind of beverage you got? You got some uh, whiskey today? What are you drinking? No, no, no whiskey. So I'm uh, kind of jumping on what Ellis has been doing since we're in the NFC North today. I have a, a nice brew from Summit Brewing Company out of uh, St. Paul. So it's a uh, extra pale ale, 5.1%, and I've got it in my nice uh, Buffalo Plaid Summit Brewing. There you go. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jell, how about you? Well, I've been doing, I actually did the exact same thing that Josh did, as in follow, well, he followed my lead on something. I decided I'm going to follow his lead on something. And (laughs) Uh Buddha Ranger Juicy Hazy IPA. (laughs) Nice. I like it. That's that's been um... your go-to for the last, mm, pretty much since we, pretty much since the summer started, it feels like. Yeah. Just so, uh, yeah, rocking, rocking that today. At solid seven and a half percent. So we're uh, we're in for a show. Getting absolutely. Lit. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's gonna Ranger. probably be my. This will probably be my only drink for the night. I over the weekend, Saturday went to a charity football game. That one of my. It was a charity powder puff football game. Flag football powder puff Were you game. Playing? I was not playing. <laughs> um, no, one of my one of like my friend groups friends uh she was playing in it so at, that was at the cotton bowl which is pretty cool uh oh, that's awesome yeah that was that was dope um and then afterwards like pretty much anybody that knew anybody on the team which we knew i knew one person on the team there were you know some of my friends had met some others free beer after the game so we pretty much had all we had a decent amount of beer after the game and then four of uh, five of us went to another bar got a salt they had frozen they had frozen alcoholic chocolate drinks it was like a it was like a chocolate slushy alcoholic chocolate slushy it was it was really good sounds amazing it was really good so i had uh we had a few of those and yeah closed down that bar so then i got the next day you know what? So then the next day, uh, kept was not sobered up at this point. <laughs> but we met up with the with the you know that rest of that team. Me, uh, a couple of my friends, met up with the rest of the team for brunch, and that was just like very limited on food consumption. It was pretty much solely like mimosa towers. So we put down, you know, I, God, they were flowing like water. So I'm still not fully recovered from that. And it's, uh, it's been a couple days since that went down. So I'm probably going to just stick to this one voodoo ranger for the, for the day, for the night. Okay. Well, good call. I like it. 
I am not drinking alcohol. I'm still uh, on the back end of a sickness that I'm recovering from. So I'm drinking something that I refer to as mushroom juice, which sounds so good, I'm sure, to, to you guys. Um, Can you find a new name? Explain why I, you call it that. Well, I call it that because there's seven types of mushrooms in it. Um, wow. So, you know, it, that it seems like a fitting name based on what's in it. Uh, there are, of course, other things, so it doesn't just taste like mushrooms. But... Um, yeah, it's got some got some good properties in it, good for the immune system, and that's uh, something. Are you I making right this now, from so. scratch, like just buying a shitload of veggies and throwing it into a juicer and going to town, or is this something you bought? No, so so I buy the mushrooms in powder form all together ah. already, and then I just buy the other ingredients like turmeric and cocoa powder and cinnamon and all that jazz, and put it all together, and then I just throw a spoonful in a glass of water and so it's 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 basically huh. like a, it's it's some sort of like a cleanse it's what it kind of sounds like is it yeah pretty or much it, I, I i usually have it on a daily basis okay. i'm just having it in the evening today but uh yeah it's just just healthy stuff that tastes a little chocolatey and yeah it's like a super mario power up when he gets the mushroom <laughs> <laughs> yes i do get larger after i whoa after I have it whoa and then, Whoa! It's a PG show, Eric. Come on. <laughs> oh shoot! I guess I deserve that after calling out Jealous's uh, good body comment last episode. Uh, <laughs> well, let's uh, let's dive into some news because we've got plenty of it. We're gonna we're gonna fly through it, but we do want to start with the most important of the day, which was uh, Rashad Bateman going down with what appears to be probably a groin issue, definitely tissue injury, but it wasn't anything devastating like an ACL. Uh, they don't expect him to be out, quote, a crazy length of time, but he's not going to... I don't expect him to be around for the first few weeks of the season, is my guess. Uh, what, what do you guys think on that? Yeah, I think so, too. They'll probably, especially with the soft tissue issue, um, just kind of nice. hold him off for the meantime. Yeah, right good round. Yeah. <laughs> You like that? You like that? Oh, yeah. You like Funny that? Funny to be talking about Kirk Cousins a little later, but uh, like unfortunately, that? unfortunately, no. But I think Tylen Wallace should see some more uh, time now in camp and maybe have a chance to crack the roster, or at least be somebody that'll be the next man up. You got Sammy Watkins, who's still somehow in the league, and uh, he's <laughs> wide receiver one right now. You got Bateman out, Browns out right now. It's just kind of a shamble of receivers there so it'll be interesting i'm sure you'll see some rust from the passing game at the start of the season with all these guys out yeah yeah I, i'm i'm doing my best not to overreact on tylen wallace i i know that he's very talented and i just didn't think he was going to get any opportunity and now he immediately is going to get opportunity so that's it's exciting and i'm gonna just you know keep watching camp reports i, mean, I think we all knew see. that he was gonna get opportunity especially in the preseason i, I don't right. you know they're not gonna be throwing out their probably too much of their starters at least not too much works you know they're they're top one two guys so i think wallace was he was gonna have a chance to shine in preseason regardless but now that just he's just one step one you know rung on the ladder higher yeah yeah i i i guess what i'm thinking there is that now he might actually get opportunity in the regular season i i was never concerned about a roster bubble with him um I think that he's at, at I guess it depends worst, on the, severity the fourth of best receiver thing is ultimately. Yeah, yeah, totally. Of course. Totally depends on that, but that'll be something to watch throughout camp here. Um, Cooper Cup is uh, off of the, I mean, sorry, Amari Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> I'm getting all the Coopers mixed up. Uh, Cooper Scooper. And, and it rhymes with pup because Amari Cooper's off the pup. Uh, so that is good news for the Cowboys, good news for Dak. Um, that makes CD not going up against top corners which is good for him gallops in the slot and says he's thriving in camp right now uh hunter henry has a shoulder strain jealous you have <laughs> something to say so uh, a couple of weeks ago when we did the afc east breakdown and i went on a pretty lengthy rant about my frustrations about owning hunter henry in the past and how you know when when ricky took in our mock our afc east mock draft he took hunter henry as the first tight end out of new england uh i said dude i don't think that's a good idea i've been burned so damn many times from hunter henry that i would love to i would much rather just stay away from him 
And then uh, on Tuesday, or Mon- I believe it was on Monday, uh, he actually he got he suffered a strained shoulder. And you know, Belichick said on a presser on Tuesday he's day to day, but everybody expects him to miss at least a few weeks. Uh, so the 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 these injuries for Hunter Henry just don't stop, man. I I'm <laughs> if you have the option if to stay away, or if you are picking between Jonu and Hunter Henry, it, this is just more evidence where you have to go. Jonu Smith. There's also some other reports saying that Hunter Henry's only caught 50% of his targets in competitive team drills. Uh, defenders have knocked down five possession or five passes thrown in his direction. So and and, and so Jonu is just outperforming him in camp, and now this injury on top of that, Jonu has to be the number one tight end for for anybody to draft if you're going to take a New England tight end. Yeah, I agree. I will concede my earlier take that Hunter Henry was the one I would take between him and Janu. That the you your point is proven. Hunter Henry can't stay healthy, and that's just something we're gonna have to live with. So yeah, you fire up your Janus. Uh, even if Hunter Henry's back, I'm sure he'll get hurt again. Uh, Josh, I just saw you look out the window right at the same time I did. I think we both saw the same lightning come down. Uh, I believe so. Probably good. Yeah, there's there's uh, gonna be some storms rolling through for two of us. So uh, apologies in advance if there are any uh, storm sounds coming through on the mics over the next little while here. Uh, Justin Jefferson, AC sprain in his shoulder, shouldn't miss much time. Uh, sounds like he'll be back soon. So not a not a huge concern, but just something to be aware of. Uh, Curtis Samuel has a mysterious tissue injury. Uh, something, what is it, leg-related? I can't remember. I, um, it was it, something with his groin. I don't know if it's a groin. pull okay. uh, or what, but it was groin-related, which is no fun. But so, no, at least, so, no. again, it's not like a tear or anything structural, so he'll prob- they'll probably just sit him out, be very precautionary with him. He's already been with Ron Rivera when they were in Carolina, so Rivera knows how to use him. I wouldn't be, I'm not too worried about it. So groin, you mean the third leg? Is that the leg injury? For him, his <laughs> third leg. I can't say that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, Ron Rivera has said that he's likely just going to hold him out for most, if not all, of the preseason because he already knows the system, so he's just going to play it safe. Uh, Saquon is back at practice. That is the only good news we have in this new segment. Um, been a while for him since he's always hurt, so we'll see how long it takes before he gets hurt again. Uh, Joe Burrow does not feel good. Uh, his, his, <laughs> his, his leg, uh, his knee is, uh, making him uncertain, which is making him not great in practice right now. Uh, apparently this is also coming at the same time that Jamar Chase has been dropping an unexpected number of balls in camp. I'm sure he'll iron that out over time. I'm not that worried, but it sounds like both of them are doing pretty crappy right now. Yeah, I the, the um, Burrow thing I totally get. I think about because it's not like his was a non-contact injury where you know he just planted wrong and he turned his ankle sure. or turned his knee. Now this is one where it was gruesome. He took a hit. So think about think about having to step into a throw when you've still got 295 plus defensive linemen diving at your knee you know diving at you or could roll that's up that's a on lot you. of defensive linemen <laughs> what did i say 200 295 plus defensive linemen <laughs> i forgot to use the word pound in there 295 plus <laughs> going pound sparta defensive linemen <laughs> that would, uh, yeah i don't know if you can roster that many d linemen um not legal wouldn't be a very good special teams unit i would think <laughs> yeah, I'd, probably not. I'd expect Burrow to get more comfortable as the preseason goes on. I mean that it's definitely all up in his head right now too. I mean, you might have a little bit yeah. of swelling and stuff, but I mean, I think anybody that comes off of an ACL injury, any serious injury like that, you're going to be very hesitant to move around and do what you used to do. So hopefully, do you guys see the? Do you guys see any photos or videos of that brace he's wearing on his knee? He looks like the Terminator. Nice. <laughs> no, I, have I haven't seen it. Oh, all right. Well, listeners, look it up. I bet it's funny. Uh, we'll post it to the socials. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll do it for the lots of news we had to share today. Uh, that brings us 
brings us up to the NFC North, the division that we are most familiar with because we have lived here in Wisconsin for most of our lives. Jealous does not right now, but he's still a avid Packer fan. Uh, this one, this one should be should be a fun one. Uh, why don't we just jump right in with uh, the quarterback position, uh, Josh? Let's let you're a Bears fan. Let's hear what you think for our uh, week one starters in the NFC North. Who fits that category uh, for you? Right now, I just have one quarterback, and unfortunately, it's Aaron Rodgers. But um, <laughs> for Dynasty, I think just with the way that they worked out his contract, you can fire him up for a couple more years. Granted, it might not be in the NFC North after this year, but as long as he's healthy, I mean, he's arguably the best quarterback in the game. Coming off just a monster year last year, has all of his targets back. Line is a little bit in shambles from last year but i would expect he's very good at getting the ball out quick shouldn't affect him at all so he's my week one starter and the number one quarterback in this division yeah pretty much have to echo the same thing um you mentioned the line josh they did take a center out of ohio state and reports are that he's looked awesome in camp incredibly intelligent and so hopefully he can be a sweet replacement for the center that they lost to uh to the chargers Chargers, who was arguably the best center in the league so hopefully he can step in day one and and be a boss i agree with you rogers is my only day one starter uh out of these guys i i'm gonna just touch on justin fields real quick uh i right now have him as you know a tier three bench stash but that's temporary. He'll eventually jump up into that tier one starter role, but he it doesn't look like he's going to be a week one starter at this point. But but maybe mid-season, he can jump into that, that starting role. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I put Fields in the flex fill-in just because I don't think it's going to take too long for right, him to be yeah. starting yeah. for the Bears. So, yeah, it's just because you literally can't put him in week one that I don't have him in that category. But... As far as you know, a, a dynasty startup draft, I, I guess I would still take Rodgers, but boy, is it close between those two because I have high hopes for a long future for Justin Fields, and Rodgers doesn't have that many years left. So I, I'd still take Rodgers, but uh, that means you're going for the win in the next, you know, two years. He's, he's got he's got probably it. So from what I'm what I've been hearing out of Packers camp, he's, you know, his first practice look he. It looked like a guy that had taken a full summer off, you know, kind of rusty, not the most precise throws. Uh, but from then on, he's been the same highlight reel player that he's always been. So it sounds like he's going to come off of this, you know, off this offseason or out of this messy offseason and hopefully look just like he did last year. I mean, I think he's still got at least three years in the league. He says he wants to play into his 40s. We'll see. I mean, there's you'd think there's going to have to be a drop-off at some point, but I still go Rodgers 1, and then I put Fields. But, yeah, agree with you, Rick. Slightly below just because of age, upside, and, and you know, just the length of having that dual threat and potential t- having him for 10-plus years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Josh, you got any other thoughts on Fields? You're a Bears fan. I'm sure you're thinking something. Oh, he's the number two quarterback I have in this division just for dynasty purposes. The only reason I have Aaron in front of him is just because Aaron's proven it over and over and over. Fields has yet to take an NFL snap in a real game. So that's why I've got him a little bit down the list, but really like his potential. He's the fifth most accurate quarterback in college throughout his career. So, and in practice, all the beat writers have been really impressed. He's thrown some sidearm passes, Patty Mahomes style hitting receivers deep and he's been very impressive so far but Andy Dalton's having a really good camp too so that's why I have him in the flex fill-in spot in the second who else is having a good camp is Nick Foles having a great camp too (laughs) are they just gonna say everybody does anybody care no but actually Andy Dalton (laughs) has looked good in camp from what I'm seeing which is good because then the Bears can bring fields along slow and don't have to throw him in right away which isn't great for fantasy purposes but being a Bears fan I'm excited for that no, it's it's smart for their long term. Uh, yeah, as long as but he looks I, better than than Mike Glennon, you know, oh, as long geez. as Dalton looks better than Mike Glennon did, <laughs> you could put a Trask can out there and he'd be better than Mike. Glennon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's going to be a recurring nickname that comes out. Uh, 
Let's uh, let's jump into the less exciting quarterbacks, and maybe we can uh, fly through these. I'm just going to float up my thoughts here on these guys. Josh, I know you just you just mentioned uh, Dalton would be in the flex fill-in spot for you. For me, personally, I'm no, putting, no. Uh, he, I just was oh, saying oh. that he was having a good camp as well. No, Andy oh, okay. Dalton right. I don't even have on my list because I have zero okay, interest good. in him in any format. <laughs> yeah, so so for me, I put I put uh, Kirky, Goff, and Dalton all on the waivers. Basically, just if you need someone that you have to substitute for your injured quarterback or bye week or something, you could look and see which of those three is hot or has a good matchup. Are there any differing opinions on that? For me, it depends on how deep your bench is, and Kirk would maybe be the only one that I could throw in there. I'm not interested in Goff. I'm not interested in Dalton, and I'm I'm not really interested in Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, he he's made it very clear he doesn't plan on getting the vaccine, so who knows when he's even going to be available. He could miss, you know, he tests positive or is even in close contact with somebody that does test positive. He's going to miss time. I don't understand why he doesn't think he should get it just to help his team. But also, like, if you're if like if you have if you have lung cancer, you go to a doctor and the doctor says, "Okay, your treatment options are chemo or whatever. I don't know enough about lung cancer. You don't go to like the church gardener who's going to go out there and spray some goddamn miracle grow on your chest and think that it's going (laughs) to like you take the doctor's (laughs) advice. So <laughs> I'm sorry. What did did Kirk go get some miracle grow? I'm just what, saying, what like, <laughs> like I'm like using this, like this alternative medicine crap. Sure, you know, does it like if this church gardener says, "Let me spray some miracle grow on you," or and that's gonna cure it because if you believe hard enough, then it'll cure you. Like I, I don't know. I'm just like. I just don't understand what he's doing, but that's why I like would say if your bench is really deep and you can feel like fine with rostering three QBs because, or maybe a fourth QB because your bench is that deep. Super flex. Super maybe flex, you have to put these guys on your benches. Kind of a situation, yeah. But you don't even know. You don't know when he's going to be available and. He's in, you know, he's kind of getting, starting to get up there in age. He, But he does have a lot of talent surrounding him, both at wide receiver and with Delvin at running back, So, which we'll touch on, obviously. But I, I, get, I guess that's the one guy I would maybe throw in for a bench stash as an option. Not loving it, though. Okay. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, let's move on. Just to change it up, let's let's move right over to tight ends. This this might be a quick one. We'll see. Look at you. Uh, Only um, other thing I wanted to throw in for quarterbacks real quick is Kellen Mond and Jordan Love are people just to kind of keep an eye on Kirk Cousins' deals up after this year, point. along with Aaron Rodgers. So mm, we don't Kirk's necessarily not up after know. this year. I'm almost he's got positive two, he is. He no, he's got two years left. Next year he's got a forty five million dollar cap hit. Oh, okay. So okay. you're still two years out on Mond. Okay. Well, even so, I, I don't know. But they still, but still, somebody to you know him, him and love. I would say I agree. Maybe a stash or you know. Yeah, I mean we're talking dynasty. If you right. got the bench spots, yep. you can you can afford to to go that route. Um, okay, tight ends. We all have Hawkinson as number one, uh, week one starter. I assume that's true. Yes. Uh, how high do you have Hawkinson? Are you thinking like like tight end five? What are you guys thinking? I think like the four to six range, it's going to depend on their offense. I mean, that team is, I'm not expecting them to be very good, but they're going to be down in a lot of games having to pass to try and get back in. So I think he's going to get a lot of garbage time yards, garbage time points for you. So he's been improving. I mean, 67 catches last year, six touchdowns. So I, I think he could get into the top, top five. I would probably put him at like five, like, yeah, five, six, seven. Um, he's still only 24. So he's got he's still got a lot of years behind him and and the the receiving ability is unquestioned and he's their only he's really their only reliable passing option at least one that's proven on Detroit so yeah. the, I think probably this year he could finish top 4 dynasty I probably have him top 5 but whatever I, it's he's a top 5 tight end in my you know in my eyes Yeah yeah I, I probably put him at number 6 um Maybe five. Five, six, seven. Uh, all, I, yeah. yeah. However you it want, doesn't however matter. You do in that. 
Yeah, pick your preference between all those guys in that in that four to seven range, five to seven range. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see uh, if the knee biter wants to <laughs> pass to try and catch up, or if he's so stubborn that he wants to ground pound even when they're down thirty. It'll be fun to see what the Lions do this Speaking year. Speaking of coach, uh, insane coaches with ridiculous press conference quotes. Do you guys hear Nick Sirianni uh, talk about the hot dog eating contest the other day? He was no, having his no. he was having his players watch Kobayashi <laughs> during a hot dog eating contest to encourage and like motivate them to have solid fundamentals. The way that this he would break the hot dog perfectly in half. He would have the water at the at an, the exact temperature for it to slide down his his gullet. Like what the this guy is just a I mean if it works okay, but this is I doubt it's gonna. This is beyond unconventional. I don't know. I just had to I had to throw that out there cuz that's <laughs> this guy's two guys that just got hired seem freaking nuts. Yeah, if if I have to go the unconventional coaching route, give me Ted Lasso. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want any of this Sirianni crap. Um, let's move on to our uh, next couple tight ends. Uh, for me, I'm putting one more in the week one starters as sort of a low-end tight end one, which will be Mr. Irv Smith. Uh, do, you guys ag- do you guys agree he should be in the week one starters conversation, or is he outside the bubble for you? I think he. that's like his ceiling for me I just I don't know their offense scares me a little bit they had a lot of injuries on defense last year and I think Minnesota's defense is going to be a lot better they're going to get back to more of the style we've seen in the past with wanting to run the ball with Dalvin Cook so I don't expect Kirk to have as many passing yards this year but I really like the potential of Irv Smith to step into the role Kyle Rudolph's gone now so it's pretty much his role um but I, I think he could potentially crack into that week one starter. I don't know that I'd feel comfortable starting him there right away, but somebody I have on my flex fill-in spot just to kind of hold on to and see kind of how the first couple weeks play out. Yeah, that's that's where I have him, Josh. I, I He's he's very much like he's like on the bubble for me. I have him and, and Tunyon both on the bubble for now of kind of like that flex fill-in that – and then if they show me – early on that they are starter worthy then i would feel comfortable with it but week one i don't i don't have confidence i wouldn't go into it into the season loving to have either of them as my number one starting tight end lock it in so yeah i i think i would agree i wouldn't i wouldn't feel great about it but people are going to have to yeah i mean he's um, you know there's only so many tight ends out there right. so some people will have to he, he's almost like that matt ryan type of situation where you might just have to you won't love yeah. having him start but you just might have to you know yeah if you if you miss your early targets and then you just don't feel like grabbing those guys in the seven to ten range then yeah maybe irv is your 11th tight end off the board and has to start uh one piece of good news for him camp reports suggest that he may uh, be the most improved player yeah uh, going from, into yeah he into looks this great year. in camp apparently so yeah so i i'm pumped as a uh, irv supporter uh, and for some reason, owner. don't understand yeah. what, what that's about. But you've been hard on him for me, life since he came into the league. Yeah, for, well, for me, I, I had him in college fantasy back when when he was at Alabama. So I've been following him for a while. Um, but uh, let's move on to the next couple tight ends here. Jealous, you mentioned one of them, uh, Bobby Funyuns and Cole Komet. Uh, for me, I put both of them in the flex fill-in spot because for the same reasons, I don't feel super confident starting them right away but by the end of the season Cole Komet could get to that level if he really performs and uh Aaron Rodgers coming back is the best thing in the world for Bobby Funyuns uh yes. giving him a shot to have a bunch of touchdowns again or maybe increase his yardage this year what are uh what are your thoughts on those two Josh I know you're a you're a Bears fan you got Cole Komet higher than I do you what are you thinking no my order right now I've got the three guys Irv Smith Tunyon Komet all in my flex fill-in spot I put Tunyon um, ahead of Irv Smith just with Rodgers coming back he's coming off of 11 touchdowns which I I think that's more going to be towards like the six seven range but that's still going to be a good season from the tight end position so I've got 
him in that two spot right now. Uh, Irv Smith at three, and then yeah, I've got. I really like Cole Komet. I mean, Jimmy Graham had a lot of targets and was a vital piece of the offense early on in the season last year. And I think if Cole Komet steps more into that role, Jimmy Graham takes a back seat. There's a lot of targets available for him, and he was somebody that they could rely on last year. He's a big target. He runs well in the field and can break couple tackles so I really like the prospects of Cole Komet with either quarterback there I mean Andy Dalton really liked throwing to Dalton Schultz last year Dalton Schultz had a decent season so if Andy Dalton Dalton's Dalton. there Dalton, Andy Dalton. Dalton Schultz <laughs> so if he's there I mean he should be able to get Komet the ball so I'm not too worried about that and then we had talked about last week with rookie quarterbacks really liking to check down to that tight end position so that could be something that get a nice connection from fields to Komet yeah, I, I, I've got. I've. Or go ahead. Sorry, Rick. Go ahead. I, I was just one quick thing. Um, with Tunyon and Komet, I want you to compare those with how you would rank Blake Jarwin and Logan Thomas. Would either of those guys fall ahead of those Tunyon and, and Komet for you? Um, Logan Thomas has been moving up a little bit for me. Oh, uh, baby. Smart. Blake, there's just so many, t- <laughs> um, so many passing options in the Cowboys system. Um, I don't know. Right now, late in drafts, I'm a little biased being a Bears fan, but Cole Komet's the one that I'm targeting in most of my drafts right now. I, I think he's got a chance to have a nice breakout season, especially towards the back half. I would probably, between those three, I would probably go... I would maybe go Komet 1, LT 2, Blake Jarwin 3, but I would probably be... I don't know. Logan Thomas, I think, is going to be sweet this year. And Komet, like, okay, so for me with Komet, I think that he's gonna have a, I think he's gonna have a sweet year, uh, especially like you mentioned with Fields and and Andy Dalton clearly likes to throw the tight end, even going back to when he had Jermaine Gresham, you know, back in mm-hmm. back in Cincy, <laughs> little throwback there, but superstar. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Jermaine Gresham was tight, was very tight end relevant for fantasy when he was on the field, so. Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert, too. When, again, when he was on the field. So right. Some, there's some sort of some issue with maybe tight ends and concussions. I don't know. It it's, it's, does seem to be a trend. Like, you know, Jordan Reed, which we we talked about when we were on the talking about the Red uh, Washington team uh, when he was when he was in Washington. Um, the something about Tunyon I just want to mention in Tuesday's practice. Rodgers threw a shoot. Well, it was like just some skinny post route, 50 yards on a dime to Tunyon. He got past (laughs) the defense, touchdown. That's badass. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the thing to come, but it looks like Rodgers is still, he's still looking to, to Funyan's way. So nothing to, I think he, I don't think he's going to have the same number of touchdowns. I mean, 11 touchdowns for any tight end is, is sick. But right. so there's going to be some regression there, but uh, just just something to consider at least for this year while Rodgers is still in Green Bay. Yeah, and one thing that yeah. you have going for you is that we've all seen throughout Rodgers' career, once he gets comfortable and knows that you're going to be catching the ball, can get open for him, he starts feeding you targets. So Tunyon definitely has that going for him this year too. Yep, agreed. Yep. Uh, any other tight ends you guys want to bring up? Jimmy Grandpa, any of these other uh... – I mean, Jimmy like Graham surprisingly had a very good year last year, so that's why I was kind of high on Cole Komet. I mean, Graham had, what, 50 catches, just shy of 500 yards and eight touchdowns at his old age with that's kissing titties sweet. throwing him the football. So if he <laughs> could get some, more, <laughs> he gets some more yards and receptions over to Cole's way, he could, he could definitely crack the top ten. I have, I have Graham still as a – bench stash type of that's where i have him yeah so because especially for early in the year you know this is mostly redraft too yeah and this yeah this would this was this would be for redraft uh so i would put him into that category i wouldn't in dynasty not as high on him obviously but uh but if a player is only good for one year that's still relevant in dynasty format as well so the there was one other guy i wanted to touch on jay sternberger he it seemed like he never brought his hands to the stadium last year, but he was <laughs> able to get open. So if he can 
figure out how to catch the ball. He's athletic enough. They took him in the third round out of A&M, another Aggie. Uh, so I think that there's a there's potential for him to be there. I wouldn't necessarily draft him, but if you see him getting involved in the first couple weeks, and if you see any sort of rapport develop between him and him and Rodgers, maybe worth, you know, rostering for, especially for dynasty purposes, to, you know, to throw on your bench for future years, future weeks, etc. Could he, um, okay. could they take the face mask off and he could catch it with his mouth? They have to go back to the leather helmets for him to do that. Okay. Uh, or he could do like yeah, a handstand, try catching with his feet. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be hard to run after that, but uh, yeah. Just no yak for him, that's yeah, all. No yak. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's let's keep it going to the pass catchers. Let's go over to wide receivers. Uh, I want to know how you guys are ranking the first two in dynasty formats. Let's go to Jealous first here. I was very. I actually originally had written down Devonte, then JJ, then Jordan Jefferson, but I flip flopped right Justin. before. What did I say? Jordan, Jesus. Jo- Jordan, <laughs> former QB of LSU Michael Jordan that, did, that couldn't throw the damn ball. Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, yeah, so I flip-flopped. Jefferson went off last year. Big part of this is, A, Jefferson is only 22, and he shined last year. Devontae is 28, so he's still got, you know, six to eight years, probably uh, probably closer to six of hopefully dominant football, especially with his size. But the question mark with him, obviously, is what's the QB situation going to be after this year? We don't. Nobody knows what Jordan Love is gonna look like, so I have no choice but to put Jefferson at one and put Devontae at two. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. I, I get that, Josh. I was just gonna say I don't have much else to add. That was exactly what I was thinking in my rankings. I have the exact same ranking there. I mean, right now, if you're in win now mode, I'd go Devonta Adams with Aaron Rodgers there this season. But yeah, it's it's scary not knowing if Rodgers will be there next year, who's going to be throwing Adams the ball, because that's obviously Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, and you get tons of PPR points and tons of uh, touchdowns, too. So I'm going to apologize for the listeners. I think a fire truck just drove by. So. <laughs> There's Probably a lot a of uh, lightning strikes. So hard. <laughs> yeah, this would uh, this would be a good uh, YouTube one to have on because I'm constantly <laughs> looking out the window. There's like trees like just like bent over halfway right now. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Speaking of bent over halfway, <laughs> <laughs> is that your Friday night, yeah, Joe? We... <laughs> he just goes to yoga on Fridays. That's all we're saying. Yep. Uh, yeah, lots of lightning strikes going on here. Uh, hopefully I don't get any sirens on my side. Um, yeah, as far as those receivers go, I totally agree, uh, especially with Jealous. I started with Adams, then Jefferson, and thought about it harder and said, in Dynasty, yeah, I'll take Jefferson. In redraft, of course, give me Adams because he's, you know. Still a touchdown Rogers, machine. Rodgers is there. there. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean, he's going to be the number one receiver again. Adams has been in the league for seven years, and four out of those seven years, he's hit double-digit touchdowns. So, I mean, that's... Yeah, and his first two years, he was he really struggled to catch the ball. Yeah, so yeah, basically of his last, I'm sure it's for the last five years that he's had double digit touchdowns. I would think. I don't know. I don't have that in front of me, but yeah, I don't have it in front. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, Okay, moving on then. Uh, The other person that I plug into week one starters is Allen Robinson. just given the number of receivers you're going to have to start, Allen Robinson is a great one to have. He is very consistent. Uh, as Jealous has pointed out before, he might not always be the uh, boom game type of guy, but he always gets you something that makes you never regret starting him, whether that's just 80 yards or 40 in a touchdown or something. I, I am definitely a Allen Robinson fan. I think he's got a good year ahead of him, especially if Justin Fields can take over or Dalton can just play better than the Bears quarterbacks have in the last few years. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing Allen Robinson play with whichever is going to be the best quarterback of his career so far. Uh, do you guys agree he's a week one starter? Week one starter, and what I think is going to hopefully work in his favor and for anybody that drafts him, this is a contract year for him. He's on the franchise tag right now. Are 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 the Bears going to franchise him? Franchise tag him a second time? I doubt well, it. He's so I'm sure he's going to he's going to make sure he's going to show out. Yeah, oh, he has been tagged twice tag, already. Yeah. 
Yep, yeah, so been he, trying to work they're not going to put the transition tag on him. So he's going to want to ball out this year. That's going to work for anybody this year. And if he sticks around Chicago, he's got Justin Fields, who is going to be better than kissing titties. Kissing titties. Better than any of his, you know, Blake Bortles, any of his previous QBs. So if he go, if he moves, so he'll either have Fields or he'll move on to what's likely to be a, an, another, an even better QB situation. Yeah, I don't have much else yeah. to add. He's in my week one starter, third best wide receiver in this division. Um, like you, you guys both mentioned, he's going to be playing with the best quarterback of his career this year with Andy Dalton and then Justin Fields. So I'm excited to see, and he can easily have a nice floor for you each week. Like you had mentioned, Eric, he's going to give you consistent points each week and you can lock him into your lineup. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the only knocks are not his fault. Like, he's either had horrible quarterback play or I guess he gets downgraded a little bit for turning 28 before the season starts this year and all these young guys get taken before him in dynasty startups. But he's one of the most talented receivers in the league. Uh, so hopefully he can show that again this year. Uh, I'm guessing we're going to move into our flex fill-in category for wide receivers here. Uh, for me, at least for the short term, that still is Adam Thielen as one. And then I'm just going to spit out my next two here would be uh, Darnell Mooney and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, you guys have the same order, different order. How do you feel? I've got the same order, but I still, if we're talking week one starter, I would be fine throwing Thielen in as my wide receiver two or a very high end flex. Okay. I don't think that he's going to, you know, I don't think he's going to get 15 touchdowns again like he did last year. There's no a very small chance of that. But I still think that he's probably good for double-digit touchdowns. He's been doing that quite a bit, you know, since he became, you know, a, a legitimate name out of Mankato State. So I feel comfortable putting him as either a wide receiver two or a high-end flex. So I put him into that one-slash-two category. I guess, uh, but I would feel fine having him be my second receiver. Yeah, I, Josh, how, how you feel? Um, I've got a little bit different order, and there's another receiver that I threw into this category. I've got the three that you guys had mentioned. I've got Darnell Mooney. Um, I really like him, as we've talked in previous episodes. Oh no yes. shit! Yeah, Adam Thielen. Do I you, got do right you, no, behind. Do you him. throw Mooney into? Do you put him in as? Are you comfortable putting him in as a flex right yeah. away? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am, especially with okay. Anthony Miller not there anymore. He's going to be between him or Cole Komet. Somebody's going to have to step up and be the number two uh, receiving option on the Bears this year. Uh, Adam Thielen is right behind Darnell Mooney. He's 30 years old, so he probably doesn't have a whole lot of years left. The 14 touchdowns was an anomaly. His previous career high was nine, so I expect him to drop quite significantly especially with Justin Jefferson there now taking over that wide receiver one role I think more of the touchdowns are going to start going his way and then as I mentioned a little bit earlier on I think you're going to see a little bit different Vikings offense this year trying to get Cook more involved the run game and have the more of a defensive game and then I actually threw in for the short term with Aaron Rodgers there Alan Lazard I think he That's could potentially legit. be somebody at the very back end I'm not extremely comfortable putting him into that flex spot but he's their number two wide receiver as of now I mean you got Randall Cobb there but Cobb's getting old I think Lazard has shown that when he's healthy he's a viable option in that receiving game and then Amon uh, Ross St. Brown is in there as well with Detroit he's going to be their number one wide receiver I'm just again just very skeptical on Detroit for the next couple of years, but they're going to be down in games, like I had mentioned, having to throw the ball to try and get back into it. Yeah, the where, where yeah. I throw St. Brown in there... Sorry, Rick. I'll, no, go ahead. Uh, where I throw St. Brown in there, I've got him ranked right now as a bench stash tier, but with the hope that he can prove that he's their, going to be their number one target in Detroit and hopefully make his way into you know, a flex slash solid fill-in type of role. So uh, I've got, I guess, hit, I, I've got him in that same spot with uh, with Darnell Mooney as somebody that I would, I don't know if I would want to start him in my flex spot right away, uh, but 
I think that he could grow into that role, but I just want to see it first. For sure. I, I definitely see, uh, at least for me, both Mooney and St. Brown and Lazard, all is more of the fill-in type of guys. Lazard, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather not start them until I've seen some consistency uh, and, you know, positive play in these in these different offenses, especially for Mooney and St. Brown. Uh, and then Lazard was injured for part of last year, and we just got to see how this receiver situation shakes out for the Packers. But, uh, yeah, it, all these guys should definitely be rostered and ready to go in for bye weeks and uh, any injuries that crop up. I think they're all going to be somewhat reliable. Um, moving on after that, we, we get to more uh, more bench stash type guys. For me, Amari Rogers is definitely a bench stash in Dynasty. That's my and, next guy. Uh, he's like, yep. Okay, that's, that's he's actually I the rank, right. I rank him right below Lazard myself. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. He's actually the only one I put as a bench stash. Um, everyone else I have on this is considered waivers for me. Uh, do you guys have any other bench stashes besides Amari Rogers? Mostly given his rookie status upside with the Packers, no, Rogers might. I don't. Might the like rest him. of these guys for me are are waiver watch. If you're desperate. The so, only yeah. one which is, is my uh, only guy that, that I would feel comfortable drafting right away. Sure. Yeah, the only other one I'd take maybe a late-round flyer on just because we have seen that Packers wide receiver number two position seem to get hurt and kind of fluctuate is MVS. I mean, he when he's healthy and when he's in there, he can be somebody that you could plug in, but I'm not comfortable doing that. So just somebody to kind of sit on the bench. But I think Amari Rodgers, as the season goes on, is going to end up being maybe that number two receiving option yeah mvs for me is just is just way too boom bust he's reliant on getting a 60 yard touchdown otherwise he's irrelevant i, I just get really frustrated with those types of players yeah you know like the the, the Mikol hardman type of type of player or at least what hardman's been so far i mean again i think hardman's somebody that you can not to touch too much on on a, uh, another division but hartman's a similar type of player uh kind of a boom bust guy so i don't know i i find i find a very high level of frustration with those types of just speed guys that are that require a deep touchdown so i would stay away person i i this is just my strategy and if we're if we're drafting up in Packerland, somebody's gonna take him i won't be the one to do it yeah i don't draft packers but i was just <laughs> somebody could play. <laughs> he will That's not fair. be on mine uh if you're in a best ball league sure go take mvs and yeah that's a good that's actually a good point yeah or or that's if, a, i mean even even i guess some potential there if you're in a daily fantasy draft kings or fan duel you could probably sure. get you could probably get mvs for a pretty cheap price and you you kind of need those guys you know cheap price guys that go off for a week to to have a real good chance at winning those leagues so that's another that's another possibility for for him but in terms of uh, if we're doing a dynasty draft i i'm not really i'm not in on him yeah and the the only other names that that are worth mentioning just for clarity's sake are tyrell williams and brashad perriman they are the other lions wide receivers uh definitely don't be rostering them right away unless you have crazy deep benches but uh yeah, just just so you're aware of who who those players are, um, in case it comes up or someone gets hurt. Do you uh, see any? Do you see anything with Randall Cobb, or just see how it goes? I wouldn't dra- again. Not I think a that's a that wait I'm and draft, see. But a wait and see. Yeah, yeah I agree on the wait and see. And it's a wait Rogers and, seems to really want him there. And it's a wait and see. I think just strictly for redraft. I don't have no interest in. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. there, redraft for sure. Yeah, yeah, unless you got a bench of forty. <laughs> Right. Do you guys see any value in waiver wire of Quintez Cephas at all in Detroit? I mean, I love the guy after seeing him just dominate people as a Badger, but I have not seen what I need to out of the Lions uniform yeah, it's on gonna him come yet. Down, so. It's going to come down to that QB situation, too. I mean, there's no way Goff is going to support four wide receivers and a tight yeah. end and DeAndre Swift. No, or Jam- I mean, and Jamal Williams. So. Goff and their offense last year only threw for 20 touchdowns, so that's pretty pathetic. <laughs> they have Cooper Cup, Robert yeah. Woods. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yeah, no kidding. When no you have Adam Thielen no, scoring. No wonder why McVay wanted to move on ASAP. Yeah, right. That's brutal. Yeah, 
let's let's move on. Let's get into running backs. Um, I'm guessing this will be a mostly agreed upon group of players it's a here. Pretty stacked um, group of players. Honestly. It is. This is a solid solid division for running backs. At least for starting running backs. Even a little more past that. Uh, let's start with our week one starters. Josh, why don't you hit me with who you got in that category? Um, so I've got pretty much one running back from every team in the NFC North. I think they're all great options to put into your lineup, some as running back twos versus ones, but all people that you can throw in. Yeah, obviously Dalvin Cook leading us off here. Just sorry, 1,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, very heavily involved in their passing That's game. That's so ridiculous. His, That's his a ridiculous biggest problem year. has just been he's never played a full season in his NFL career. So he's somebody that if you draft him, we'll get into another running back a little bit later on, but you just need to have a little bit of backup options with him but that's the only thing that's gonna end up derailing his season is it's just if he gets hurt yeah Aaron Jones following him up he's coming off of two great years the last couple years with Aaron Rodgers back Aaron Rodgers really likes Aaron Jones in the backfield trust him so you can fire him up and then kind of like a 3a 3b I've got Swift and Montgomery there too I mean they're both really good Right now, out of camp, Tariq Cohen is still dealing with injury issues, so I think you're going to see some more passing work from David Montgomery for this season. So I think for redraft leagues, I'd rather have David Montgomery over DeAndre Swift, but long-term for Dynasty, I think I'd rather have Swift, just with him being a couple years younger. I think the Lions will eventually get their offense turned around, hopefully. I mean, I'm sure their fans have been saying that and hoping that since the Barry Sanders days, but... <laughs> he's somebody that we saw a lot of production in georgia so i i like him for dynasty but those are the four that i have for week one starters it's pretty nuts that the two skill position players for the lions the two most iconic skill position players for them barry sanders and calvin johnson both hall of famers and both quit early retired early because of how dysfunctional that organization is like that's just like sad man would you throw joey harrington in there too <laughs> he's part of the dysfunction <laughs> <laughs> number three overall pick to uh turn into nothing and well and then i they also took uh carlos rogers at number two overall and he was receiver out of oregon he was shit too so god they don't know uh they don't know what they're doing but uh, Joshy, I have the same order: <laughs> Dalvin, <laughs> Jones, Swift, Montgomery. I did not know about the Tariq Cohen injury piece, uh, so that's actually going to be pretty interesting to kind of monitor, see if he will end up getting more passing work. They did just sign Williams, who is a pretty solid pass catching back. I don't think he can fill in for Cohen, you know, directly for Cohen or anything. Not in that same level of production, but. I think, but would he? Would you think that he could take some receiving targets away from Montgomery? Is is that how they're maybe using Williams there? Yeah, I think he potentially could, but I think the Bears got a really good look at Montgomery with Cohen out last year, so they're going to be. They know that they can trust him in the receiving game. He had a lot of very good games last year. He's very good catching the ball out of the backfield, good in open space. So I think they're comfortable to have him in there and three downs and they'll have Williams in there to spell him. Yeah, like you touched on Williams was out all last season for COVID and just sitting out, so he's pretty refreshed, but he's he's getting up there in age for running. But he's not too. he's not a young, you know, he's not a no. young pup anymore necessarily. So nope. Rick, what's uh what's your what's your take here? Uh super different. I'm kidding. I have the same <laughs> order. Um yeah I I think that we can be kind of very confident that this is the order that these four are going to finish this year unless you know if there's a world where montgomery outscores swift this year if the lions offense is really putrid um high possibility yeah yeah good good chance of that but you know dynasty drafting give me swift over montgomery but uh yeah I, i feel good about all four of these guys i think that you can be happy starting any of them. I wouldn't want Swift or Montgomery to be my RB1, no. but I'd be happy to have them as my RB2. No, I I, um, I I basically echo what Josh said, and Dalvin and Aid and Aaron Jones, RB1 all day, and then if you, I'm, but I'm good putting Swift Montgomery in as an RB2. Yep. Yeah. Agree. Yep. AKA Daniel totally, Starter. Totally agree. 
let's move on to flexes and fill-ins. Uh, Jealous, why don't you hit me with yours? I don't have anybody as a flex slash fill-in. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I Next guy on my list is A.J. Dillon. Okay. And he's a bench he's a bench guy for me. I mean, unless, you know, I guess if we want to define fill-in, I'm not but I don't define a handcuff as a fill-in. Now if Aaron Jones went down, then I would feel comfortable putting AJ Dillon in as a running back two or flex, but that's reliant on a on Aaron Jones going down. So I put I throw AJ Dillon in as as a bench bench stash guy guess is he your only bench stash i've got and then i've got Tariq cohen as and alexander madison as kind of like a waiver wire slash bench stash uh i don't love i wouldn't love to own them necessarily but i could i would feel like you know again madison handcuffer at delvin cook who does get hurt although madison when he had the opportunity last year to fill in for Dalvin, didn't really show up, didn't show off, you know, that he can be a a stud starting running back. So he's kind of like a low-end handcuff for me, but probably the hot, the second-best handcuff in this division. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, we touched on, we, ter- we touched on Tariq Cohen. We've never seen Cohen be a, you know, a workhorse type of back. He never will be that. He's just kind no. of like a scat back and a and a sweet receiving back. But I don't know if I could so so if let's say Montgomery does go down, if they now if, if that's the opportunity that Tariq Cohen needs to show that he can be an RB, you know, a starting running back and he goes off, it's possible, but he's never shown it to me. So I have those almost as like bench stash, like low end bench guys slash high end waiver wire watchers. I guess I'm a little bit higher on AJ Dillon. I have him as a flex fill in spot. The Packers utilized Jamal Williams quite a bit last year, even with Aaron Jones healthy. I'm excited for the prospects of AJ Dillon getting a lot of goal line work too, that I think he could get some touchdowns and thrown in there. And he's somebody that. If Aaron Jones does go down, I think you could plug AJ Dillon into the second best running back in the division. So I'm I'm pretty high on him in my flex spot. Tariq Cohen as a bench stash, I'm fine with. I think if something happens with David Montgomery, Damian Williams is more of that traditional running back, and I think you're gonna see him in there on the first and second downs with Cohen coming in in the passing game situations. And then I agree completely with Madison as a bench stash. If he if you have Dalvin Cook, granted Madison, like you had touched on gel, kind of shit the bed when he came in last year for Aaron or for Dalvin Cook. I still think you need to roster him though because he's that next guy up. Amir Abdullah is not coming into the fucking game. So. If if you if you own Dalvin, that's fine to to grab Madison. But if you're not a Dalvin owner, you're just gonna be hoping that Dalvin gets hurt, and then is he just gonna? You're just gonna try to fit him in. I I don't know. So if you own Dalvin, yeah, bench stash. That's where I would throw him in there. The only other uh, but otherwise, back. I don't think he's worth drafting necessarily. Yeah, the only other one I have in the bench stash is Jamal Williams. I just want to see what that Detroit offense looks like because if he gets a lot of passing Jamal. down work. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but cool. He's somebody that, I mean, not Dynasty. I don't think he's ever going to have that RB1 role and somebody that you're pumped to have on your dynasty team but he's somebody that you could potentially see what work he's getting on early in the season in that offense and for if you're in a ppr league and he's getting four or five catches a game that's somebody that you could have in there just as a floor player just to get some points yeah yeah i I, uh i put aj Dillon as a flex fill-in and maybe this is about our difference in definitions of what a flex fill-in is but like as as far as fill-in goes you know if, if you have a few guys injured and a few guys on by I feel like you can plug in AJ Dillon and, and hope for a touchdown and 60 yards or something like that. Uh, and I'll feel okay with that. Uh, he would be the only one I have in the flex filling category. And then uh, bench dash is sure. I, you can go with Tariq. I'm not going to be the one to do it. Uh, Jamal Williams, I would feel a little better with just because I, I don't know. 
I, I just think he's going to get some work on his own. Uh, and he's got, I mean, if, he's he's got the receiving upside, which yeah, which the which yeah, Alexander Madison doesn't have. I mean, right. So yeah, I get that. I, I yeah, I, I feel better with Jamal Williams than I do with Alexander Madison, and that brings me to my thought, which is that I am totally out on Alexander Madison, and I will not take him anywhere. Uh, if Delvin Cook gets hurt, I will go pick up the guy whose name I can't pronounce that they just drafted out of Iowa State. Uh, Ken A. Wang Wu. I, I don't have a clue. What about your Wang? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, uh, reference numero dos from this guy. <laughs> um, yeah. The I I don't want any part of Alexander Madison. He had a shot. He proved that he couldn't handle it. That's why they go out and draft another running back. I think that this new rookie is going to take over for Amir Abdullah and maybe eventually Alexander Madison if. He performs really well in preseason or camp, uh, so yeah, that that's that's where I would go if Dalvin Cook did get hurt. Um, I'm tra- only other Kane and Wang Wu, like maybe right, yeah, it, something like it's, that. It's, okay, it's tricky. Wikipedia didn't have the pronunciation in parentheses. Uh, yeah, God damn uh, that damn free source. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other names I want to bring up just to Your get boy. them out there is. Uh, Jamar Jefferson is one of them. He I knew that was who, like <laughs> we all knew that was coming. <laughs> yes, uh, he actually just got got uh, hurt a little bit. I think today or yesterday, minor injury. He'll be back soon, but uh, that that kind of sucks. I I just want when it bothers me when a player has more talent than they will get opportunity, and I think that Justin or uh, Jamar Jefferson falls into that category. Uh, so I just hope and pray that he gets opportunity someday so that he can show what talent he has, given that he's buried behind Jamal and DeAndre Swift right now on a shitty team. And then uh, Khalil Herbert, new Bears running back. I know their running back room's kind of crowded right now, but we've seen Damian Williams get hurt, uh, Tariq Cohen hurt. If something does happen to Montgomery, maybe Khalil Herbert ends up getting some touches. I'm not saying roster him or anything, but keep an eye out in Dynasty especially. Just the, that's Justin's cousin. Is that what we figured out? Is that real? Really? <laughs> no. No. Oh <laughs> no. There, there's several pairs there's of cousins in the NFL. I wasn't sure. Different ethnicities in play there. Oh oh wait, you said Justin, oh. Justin Herbert. <laughs> I had Justin Jefferson in my head. Oh. I was still thinking of Jamar. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, you're right. Not uh not Justin's cousin. Uh maybe a distant one. Yes. Uh, be very yeah, distant. That, it's not like Herbert's any, that common of a name, so okay. Uh, any other running backs or just players in general in the NFC North you want to bring up? There was one. There was the I the only the only guy that I had left uh, in this running back room, and and not that he's fantasy relevant, especially this year. Just wanted to bring him up. There's a there may be a reason that you know the name Kylan Hill. He was drafted in the seventh round to the Packers from Mississippi State. He said he said last year, uh, especially it was during, you know, the uh the uh all the riots up in Minneapolis and and really um or the the protests kind of nationwide and he said before the season starts, I'm not playing this year for Mississippi State unless they change this state flag and remove yep. the Confederate battle flag. So hell yeah, you might. That's I just when I saw that the Packers drafted him, you know, when I was just running through their entire draft, I was like, that's how I know this guy's name. So if you recognize his name, I'm not saying he's fantasy relevant, but high character guy, and just just may, maybe that's why you're gonna see. Maybe that's why you'll see his name is is or recognize that name is is purely because of that. Now he was a seventh round pick, so, and he's gonna fall as that as that likely that third uh, running back in Green Bay, but just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I I like that. Uh, That's a good reminder that character matters. You want to draft players who you can actually feel good about yourself cheering for them and hoping that they succeed. Again, not to say that he's ready to be drafted, but if something happens and he gets opportunity, you can feel good about it if you roster him. Um, Otherwise, yeah, that'll, uh, that'll wrap us up for the NFC North. Uh, what do we got next next week? Uh, AFC West. AFC, AFC West. West. Start, starting off with the AFC West, and then and then AFC yeah. West. So 
two last sweet division divisions. fantasy wise AFC West yes. and then and then following that up with the NFC West so we save save the best for last a little bit of gold yep. yeah bunch I'm of very bunch excited. of fantasy relevant players yeah that'll that'll be a blast to go through pretty, those pretty two. gonna be two really fun QB divisions to yes discuss Big I mean time. think about you you got yeah we'll get into it obviously at the time but it's loaded so it's yes. gonna be a great great week. Yep. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> thank you for providing my beverage for the day. Uh, any other shout outs for you guys? No, just write us in questions. We had a listener one our last episode and got some last feedback today. Really, we had last really two episodes, we've got some, uh, had some Twitter uh, DMs on the, over the last two episodes, and we were we were able to get them on the show. So write us, you know, write something to us, man. Yeah. Uh, shout out to a uh, new listener, Hannah, who, after listening to the AFC North episode, mentioned that uh, Donovan Peoples Jones has been having a good camp so far. Someone that we should just, you know, keep on the radar. Not necessarily to draft right now, but if you got a deep bench in Dynasty, go for it. DPJ touched on him. DPJ touched on touched on him in the uh, the AFC North episode. Yep. Yep. Uh, JL, you want to uh, plug some socials? Yes, sir. Uh, socials, so, <laughs> socials on uh, at Dead Arm Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. Again, just one more time. Retweet all of our shit. Make sure your friends see it. <laughs> uh, retweet our episodes. I know uh, we've got, you know, Josh pretty much puts puts all of the new episodes, all those releases out on Twitter. Uh, so make sure you retweet that. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, you know, tell your boss. Tell your subordinates. Uh, we need more dogs to be told. Yeah, tell tell your dogs. So you know, as PJ Tucker says, we got dogs. So tell your dogs and your pet dogs. Uh, you can and let them know. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, we're gonna MySpace. keep the content. We're gonna keep the content flowing. I, you can manage the MySpace page, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we just keep the we just keep the pods rolling as like the background music on the page. <laughs> that would be good. That would be legit. Yeah, just a, just a infinite loop. It'll be great. <laughs> That'd be yeah. legit. Also, too, sometimes I throw stuff out on my personal um, social media. My Twitter handles at JPEC Das. We got Gel at Das Gel and Rick at Rick from Das. So sometimes you'll see stuff pop up on our feed. So if you want to give us a follow, you can send questions to us. If you have want to know about one of our takes that we had on a previous episode in a little bit more detail or something, just send us questions. Yeah, please do. But uh, otherwise, that'll wrap us up, wrap it up for us today, and we will catch you on the next one. Peace off. Peace off.